Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the Liberty Report. With us today is Daniel McAdams. He's back. Good to see him, Daniel. Good morning, Dr. Paul. How are you? It's good to be back. Doing well, doing well. Thank you. Uh, And the big question is, we're going to be talking about what's in the news. (laughs) We we couldn't avoid, uh, I I think there's a gentleman we've heard of, they've indicted him and impeached him twice. So he (laughs) he must really be a bad guy. So we got to find out what's going on. But, uh, you know, Politico reports on it. Half the time they get half of the information right. But Politico says the, uh, they, they sent out one and said, this is the cheat sheet. Try to keep up and keep yeah. track of this. But this is astounding, you know, uh, what has happened uh, to, to the whole system of justice. And uh, everything is political. And the people who are supposed to be in the driver's seat, which are the Democrats, because they control they control the presidency and the justice system as well as the Senate, you know, so they're really they're really in in, in the driver's seat. So it, they get done what's done. When when they were in charge of the House, and they they I think they I think they impeached. Trump twice. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. historic, you know. Yeah. So he has to be bad guys, and now there's a new one come up, and he has to come. He has to uh, have, be arraigned in uh, Miami, mm-hmm. you know, on Tuesday, uh, and uh, everybody's holding their breath and wondering what's going on. But they're mostly wondering, you know, what the political ramifications are. But my assumption that I start with is that. Uh, the opposition, which uh, involves Republicans and Democrats, some Republicans, the rhinos, and uh, the people who are jealous of Trump, as well as all the Democrats in the justice system, they are all, you know, determined to make sure that he is canceled from ever running, well, some of them ever running for office. They certainly don't want him running. It must drive them nuts to find out that you know, Trump's doing pretty well in the polls, that even if he were president, they, they, can't, they can't stop him from, uh, you, know, you know, serving. But that, that has to be done. I think, I think the, um, tr- Trump, Trump is the issue and the Democrats, and the way this is done, it's a political thing, not a legal matter. You know, and I think that's, that's the thing, that's, a, that's the big issue going on. But <clears throat> the, the thing of it is they're doing this in the midst of uh, a large majority of Americans are sick and tired of it all. The questions they ask is, who, which, which side suffers the most? But the Democrats must think they're doing quite well. They just add them on and on, and they're going to gain, gain credibility. But, you know, one of the bottom lines is that, uh, you know, helped me one time when they were really blasting me for my foreign policy, uh, you know, was going on. And it was a great fundraiser. Trump's finding out it's a great fundraiser yeah. because he, he's, he's not getting less popular. Loyalty is increasing. And the people who are already there are more determined because they see what it looks like to me. And that is, this is a pure political stunt. It's a disgrace. And it'll be interesting to see see what happens, how, how this works out. But uh, there's anybody guesses because every, every day you read this, they, they, they can't. This guy can't survive the system, but uh, I, I'm not going to be surprised if for some reason 
some reason uh, he comes out ahead, even even after he's arraigned on Tuesday and they keep going after him. It looks like that might be one of the best things going for him right now because it hasn't let up on his fundraising. Yeah, and you know what they say, oh, well, this is just uh, justice. We can't ignore justice. You know, this is not political at all. Yeah, I don't think that is really carrying the day right now. Um, if anything, it is political justice. I think you wrote about it this week, and this sounds like something out of a banana republic. You've got the main opposition leader whose polls are better than you uh, when your own polls as a sitting president are in the basement, or as you pointed out, or in the gutter, or the toilet, or whatever. All of a sudden, then you, then you arrest a guy. <laughs> you put him to jail. I mean, this is, you know, for all the things you talk about, about Putin, I mean, this is the kind of thing you'd expect in Ukraine or Russia or whatever, you know. But here we have it, and it's just fine because it's just dust justice, Dr. Paul. Don't you think somebody in the advertising business could be creative enough to uh, use a, uh, a, a, a picture of, 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 of some bananas when, yeah. <laughs> when the Democrats are talking to just remind them that, that uh, they're talking as if they belong to a banana republic. Yeah, yeah. But I, I don't know. Yes. So Trump uh, uh, indictment will be on, on Tuesday. And uh, I'm, I predict that he'll survive it. I predict he'll probably raise a lot of money on Tuesday. And in, in a way, because it seems so unfair, and, more, and we have more information even to talk to about today, how disruptive this system has been, you know, on January 6th yeah. and all these things going on. So uh, even if you don't especially endorse and really like Trump, uh, the other side is is so so evil in many ways and so dishonest that uh, you, you know you just don't like to see them get away with it. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I think we work hard to try to sort it out. And then when it was some of his problems he's having right now, you you and I have talked about it. Sometimes he wasn't the best person to appoint his people yeah. to be behind. Him. Some of them are right there against him right now. Yeah. You yeah. Know? yeah well, what's his name? Barr. <laughs> um, put on the first clip because this is kind of what we're talking about. Uh, this is from Politico. It's a Trump indictment sheet sheet. What to know about the classified documents case. Now we know all the details, and, and our job really isn't to go into the details, Dr. Paul. We'll let someone else do that. But uh, actually, his face is blocked on this uh, screen. But, um, but um, the, ours is to, I think, our job, I think, is to look at the bigger political picture, regardless of the specifics of the indictment. And here's the bigger political picture. If you go to the next one, and you mentioned it in your opening, Trump faces 100 years behind bars. <laughs> if he's convicted of federal charges, including espionage. So yes, you're going to arrest <coughs> former sitting president and charge him with being a spy for another country. Now, haven't we already <laughs> gone through this? Didn't the Durham report already say that? No, in fact, he's not that. Well, here they go. So it's, it's, it's so over the top, Dr. Paul, that it's, as you say, it's almost comical. But really, are they going to put Trump away for, for 100 years over these couple of boxes of documents? Yeah. Uh, you know, backfiring is a good word, but it might not be strong enough because the more they do this, the more it seems to hurt, hurt the Democrats. But uh, but they, I think they're driven, uh, you know, by by the main issue of hatred. And 
I, I think when you're, you know, just saturated with hatred and that's the whole thing, I don't, I think they lose their ability to think straight and uh, this whole idea. But, you, you know, if they, if they kept, if Trump, if Trump was going down in the polls and he couldn't raise any money and he was on his way to jail or something like that, but, but everything they've done has turned around and I think really has dim <laughs> diminished uh, the Democrat position. And normal people would say, well, hey, what about Hunter Biden? What about all those things that uh, Hunter Biden has been? I mean, if you've seen some of that laptop stuff, I, I do not recommend you going, Dr. Paul. They put up the contents of his laptop on a separate website. I looked at it for about 3.1 seconds, and it's, it's unbelievable. So what about Hunter Biden? Uh, what about uh, that $5 million bribe, was it, that each of them supposedly got from a whistleblower, said, look, here's what's going on, and they're slow walking the case against Biden. Well, what about what about is okay? What about that? What about Biden's documents? He basically had a few boxes sitting next to Hunter's crack pipe, probably in the place where Hunter was living. Uh, nothing about that. Nothing about that. Only about this um, these hundred years that uh, that that uh, President Trump is facing. But you know, if we engage in this, well, what about is um, the mainstream media, Dr. Paul, is only there to help us. And here's what <laughs> they say. Here's what CNN says. If we can put that next clip up. Why Trump's comparison to Biden's 1,850 boxes is a false equivalency. <laughs> so don't even think about it. It's a false equivalency. The Washington Post, not far behind, is also helping us out, Dr. Paul, relieving us of our concerns that there might be something together with what Biden has done. Let's put this next one on. They tell us why Trump was charged on secret documents and Clinton and Pence were not. And you could add Biden to that as well. So it's very, very different when Trump does it, Dr. Paul, than when all of these other people do it. I guess that's all we can say. You know, and, and, and the one individual that seems to have gotten away with, uh, you know, maximum amount, of course, Biden and his family and all, but it's Hillary. Yeah. I mean, the evidence was so strong. And there are uh, some people that I consider expert and more objective and compare, <clears throat> compare the two cases of, of Trump versus Hillary. And uh, there, there's been pretty strong cases made. What Hillary was doing was much, much worse. And, and you know, it isn't, it isn't so much that we absolutely know that, but the, with the information available, that's their conclusion. But the whole thing is, we're never going to see. The, the, I, I, maybe we should say never. Maybe, maybe the justice system will wake up from the dead. Yeah. You know? yeah. But, but right now, she's, sort of, she's probably snickering. You, know? you can't touch me. She's actually, she's gloating because she put out a tweet over the weekend <laughs> where she was wearing a baseball hat that said, but her emails. So she's literally gloating over the fact that Trump's getting busted and she's not. So it's, uh, <laughs> it's pretty amazing. But, you know, this is the thing that you said. We talked about this uh, earlier before the show, and you were <coughs> written about it, too, is that what they've done, and you say, you say even stronger than backfire. I think you're right. But what it does is, okay, we know that Biden's numbers are, are they're never going anywhere good. He's, his whole Ukraine thing is a disaster. The economy is in the toilet, everything. It's never going to get better. But what, he, what, what they've done is they've forced Trump's opponents in the Republican primary to actually defend him, which is remarkable. <laughs> Talk about an own goal. Put this next one up because he has really no other choice. This is from the PBS NewsHour. DeSantis condemns Trump indictment, and he has to. What's he going to say? And put this next one. Here's the, here's the um, quote from DeSantis. The weaponization of federal law enforcement represents a mortal threat to a free society. We have for years witnessed an uneven application of the law depending upon 
political affiliation. Why so zealous in pursuing Trump, yet so passive about Hillary or Hunter? And Dr. Paul, even Lindsey Graham, who doesn't often come up with anything that uh, makes <coughs> any sense, even he has to say something. Go next, because here he is, I think, quoted in the Washington Post. He says, I think Donald Trump is stronger today politically than he was before. Most Republicans, he added, believe the law is used as a weapon against Trump. This double standard is real in the minds of most Republicans. So they're coming to his defense and helping him, not hurting him. You know, in, in a way, uh, it, it's strange that in this uh, battle between these two, bi uh, two groups that uh, the t constitutional argument is getting respect in, in the sense that uh, the, the, the people who are over the top, the, the ones who cheat in elections and all this going on, uh, emphasizes that, well, you, you know, we should look to the Constitution and lo and behold, it, it more likely is going to defend Trump than it is going to defend Biden. You know, he, he hides from it all. And that, uh, <laughs> but, but that's, uh, uh, you, you know, and then it, we'll talk a little bit about, you know, some of the things that went on with, and it still annoys me to no end, is January 6th and how that thing was run. So that is, and the people in this country are waking up, and in some way, as bad as it was, and as much complaining as we did about lockdown, you know, and COVID, and then finding out more people are starting, and Robert, uh, Robert Kennedy's yeah. helping us yeah. to show, show and, and he's waking up the progressives. You know, he's talking about corporations do drugs too, yeah. you know, yeah. pharmaceuticals, and and uh, all of a sudden, you know, the the uh, war issue is weakening. You know, the support for the war, and and I think I think this is a consequence. In uh, quite a few years now, I've been saying eventually. What's going to happen is the bankruptcy will come and uh, people will have to change their attitude because, because when, you, when you're bankrupt, you're really running out of loot. And now that's, that's what they're fighting over is the loot and power, political power. And uh, just look at that nonsense about extending the, the debt limit. Yeah. Oh, boy. Well, don't you feel a lot better that yeah. we've extended the debt limit? Yeah. That was wonderful. <laughs> Bipartisanship. Oh, yeah, exactly. Well, I tend to be a little bit less optimistic about you. That's just in my nature. But I do think you're right there. There does seem to be some reason to celebrate because I think some things are coming out. And you mentioned COVID. But our next story is that caught our attention over the weekend is something else coming out, which is some of these videos from January 6th are telling rather a different story. If we can put this next one on. Now, this is from a conservative PJ Media. But they citing, uh, they're citing leaked video shows DC cops were rioters and instigators at the J6 protests. <coughs> and these are verified GoPro videos that were taken on that day. And it's telling a different story about the role of the police. And I think that has not been sufficiently explored. If we can go to the next clip, this is from that article. Congressman Barry Loudermilk from Georgia says the authenticated GoPro video raises the question of why police officers who are identified as intelligence officers were working to stir up the crowd of protesters instead of working to stop an assault on the Capitol. And continuing from that article, at one point in the video, the unidentified police officer equipped with the camera said to another that he thought the idea was to get people inside the Capitol building and trap them inside. The observation by the undercover officer leads one to conclude 
that there was intelligence about a plan to attack the Capitol, <coughs> and the apparent <coughs> response by the police was to let them do it and take pictures. That is very different than what we've been told. You know, this explains why they had to stack the deck uh, on those so-called hearings as if that was a legal process they were yeah. doing. So, uh, but it explains why they never got to see the information that uh, would, would serve the uh, defenders. That they weren't allowed to see these films, and now they're starting to. But, you know, I, I, I think there's a law against entrapment. You know, yeah. uh, it's, a, it's a vicious thing. Uh, it's, a, it's a crooked police operation, and you know, planning. Oh yeah, we have to go in quietly and find out what they're doing, what they're talking about, because they might be pl planning the overthrow of the government, but they might also be conspiring to, uh, uh, you know, destroy the system too. So I, I think now we're seeing that there were various people in there. There's probably FBI, CIA agents, the, the, the Washington police, and, uh, and and then Nancy Pelosi was in charge of all this so yeah. uh, that, that was that was just horrible so i'm sure uh you know there was a lot of encouragement the, the uh, incident you just cited was it was an encouragement but the entrapment sometimes is even more sinister than that they long-term planning they, they don't know who they are and they become one of the gang yeah and they say well let's do this let's go let's go let's go break that door down you know yeah and uh it's um it's it's t terrible, but I I still think that uh, it takes a while. But some of this is is good stuff in the sense of if you're looking for a, a better understanding, you know it takes it takes sometimes a long time for people to find out uh, you know the details of a say yeah. the coup an assassination, uh, you know it, I know for the first year after Kennedy was assassinated. I didn't think a whole lot about it, even though I'm sure there were people thinking about it then. But over the years now, 80% 80, 80 of the American people said it's always a lie. It was a coup in the government. Our government killed Kennedy. Yeah. Times two. Yeah, yeah. Well, you mentioned that Pelosi was in charge, but there was also someone else in charge, and that's McConnell, Mitch McConnell from Kentucky. So what did he know? That's another big question, and no wonder they want to keep this under wraps. Well, I'm going to do a couple, one more quote from... Uh, this PJ Media article, if you can put that up, because this is a little bit more evidence. And this comes straight from the cameras. You can see this happening. If you can put out that next clip, please, from the PJ Media. Uh, go back one, please. So as a group of officers worked their way through the crowd and to the scaffolding, they joined in with the protester chants of whose house, our house. So they're chanting the chants that the so-called protesters were chanting, getting them worked up, and Loudermilk said, this is the representative from Georgia, we know it's one of their officers. And at one point he's encouraging, it appears he's encouraging. He's definitely helping people climb the scaffolding and he's telling them, go, go, go. And uh, the congressman continued, why is an officer encouraging people to climb the scaffolding and go up into the Capitol? Why did the Metropolitan Police Department decide to put undercover officers in the crowd? Was there intelligence that they had, or was it not, pa not passed on to the Capitol Police? And what did the Capitol Police do with the evidence, if they got it? And the other question that I would have, and this makes you wonder too, Dr. Paul, this was reported over the weekend, if you do that next clip, why, if true, that next clip if we can please, why, if <coughs> true, were dozens of Capitol Police riot helmets confiscated just before January 6th? This is a former U.S. Capitol Hill police officer 
uh, lieutenant, he's claiming that just before J6, they confiscated a bunch of helmets and other equipment. And yeah, it may be conspiracy, but it does. I don't think I don't think you would uh, you would question this. It does make you wonder. Maybe it's procedural, but it's very interesting. Right. You know, the subject of Antifa came up yeah. at this as well. And I want to read a short uh, statement that was in that article. And it says, though Antifa types were seen in the crowd and on video following the January 6th riot, media, cops, and eventually the embarrassing January 6th committee tried to tamp down. <laughs> you know uh -huh. what I mean? Tamp down. Any talk about the leftist mob playing any kind of role. And, and then somebody made it, you know, well... I think they show up with all these kind of things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, they have a right to show up, but I don't think they were there to give uh, any moral support to Trump. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. A lot of stuff going on there. Yeah. Well, we should move on. I, th I would call this outrage of the week, maybe outrage of the year, maybe of the decade. But if you can uh. put that next one up. Now, I just spent the week in California helping my mother move, and I'll tell you what, that state is an absolute disaster. I hope I never have to go back there. It's just a dump. Uh, here's from uh, Zero Hedge. California bill would punish parents for misgendering children. And this is the uh, representative down there. She's put in this bill. A proposed amendment to a California bill would brand parents who refuse to affirm their own child's gender as abusive and could result in loss of custody of your children. You know, the... Uh People who are always in charge of the children, you hear many times, many cases, and I've had, you know, knowledge close by where the CDC would come in and take children, and it was not very nice. Very yeah. nice. And this is just stirring this up. I mean, you know, if you don't do this, then you're a racist, you know. This is, this is just so outrageous. But, you know, the disgusting thing is, as bad as this is, it's not enough people have rebelled against it. You know, not enough people, uh, and, and that's what I want to praise, the people who finally say, enough is enough. You know, the, the PTA saying no more lockdowns and, and letting them know where they stand. But but it doesn't seem to hurt the elections out, yeah. out there. So uh, you, you're from California, so <laughs> tell, me, tell me how they think out there. <laughs> oh my gosh, I wish I knew. And I talked to someone from a moving company, we're having some problems with the movers. And she said, oh, you're one of, one of the exodus of people leaving California because she's saying they have so many people leaving, they can't even keep up with it. You can't even get a mover to leave because they're, everyone is leaving the state. And I can affirm why. It's been a week that I can tell you that. Well, let's go to the next clip because here is the co-author of a bill, and I'm not sure if this is the required attire on the floor of the California State Assembly or not, or whether it's just a warm day perhaps. But this is the co-author, Senator Scott Weiner, uh, who is a co-author with Lori Wilson of this bill. Uh, last year, he's the guy who suggested that they offer Drag, Keen, Drag Queen 101 as part of the K-12 curriculum that is not on the Ron Paul homeschool curriculum, I don't believe, if, not, if I'm not mistaken. Drag Queen 101. Um, it grants judicial leniency to certain pedophiles. Okay, that's great. Um, and if you go to the next one, here's a little bit more about the amendment that uh, Scott Weiner and them are writing. Under the code... Courts would be given complete authority to remove children from their homes if their parents refuse to affirm their gender. It would also require schools, churches, and other organizations to follow suit or face repercussions for impacting the health, safety, and welfare of a child. So if you don't, if you don't affirm that your, that your seven-year-old seven child in your community is a different sex than they are, 
then you're actually the equivalent of abusing that child and hurting the child. Yeah. You know, I talk a lot about dividing people between those who tend to think a higher law exists and you can, uh, you know, seek out law uh, and seek out virtue and, 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 and know the difference between right and wrong. And then there's another group that says, hey, you can't, that's, there's no way you can know about uh, truth. So therefore, they, they believe it. there's no objective evidence for it to exist. So they, they, uh, they won't even accept the debate. But there's, it's not that high people, uh, if they believe in the higher law, that doesn't mean that it's absolute, one half believes this way and the other half there. It's, it's, a, it's a mixture uh, of, of, of things. But uh, I'll tell you what, when I was looking at this, I thought they were demonstrating pretty well what I'm trying to say, yeah. that there's people who have a little, a little bit of... Uh, uh, you, you know, desire to know what's right and wrong uh, versus the people that are nihilistic as they, you know, if they're going to come in and steal kids because they won't oh, have surgery that is permissible because they got permission from the government and they were able to, uh, you know, uh, avoid the parents even knowing, you know, this kind of stuff. Yeah. That has to be uh, evidence that there's something real about people do have some have nihilistic viewpoints. You can't know right and wrong. And the other one said, well, there is no right and wrong, so we'll run things because yeah. we will fill the role of being dictator of our moral standings. Yeah, yeah. Well, this last picture of Senator Weiner, I don't know if this is him <laughs> and his staff, uh, what have you, but let's put that one up. This is, uh, this is the guy who wants to take your kids away if you don't affirm that they are what they are. Hey, Senator Weiner, how you doing? Um, so anyway, before we move on, Dr. Paul, uh, and, and toward our closing, if you're, if you're done with uh, this California law, we're done with California in many ways, <laughs> but I, I am really happy to announce that we do have a new sponsor for our, sh for our program in June, and that's a company called Field of Greens. And I had a long conversation uh, with a representative from that company uh, a few days ago, and we talked a lot about what they're about, and he talked to me a lot about supplements and what they are and what they aren't. These are not supplements. Uh, supplements may or may not work, but what this is is real food, it's superfood, and it's for people like a lot of Americans who don't eat as well as they should. Um, there was a huge study, uh, from a recent study from the CDC showing that people who are healthy live longer and they avoid diabetes, heart disease, and others. And how do they live longer? How do you eat healthy? You've got to eat s plenty of servings of fruits and vegetables. And the great thing about Field of Greens is that they are all organic, all American, grown and packed in America, fruits and vegetables. They're terrific supplements, and I'm in fact going to start taking them. They're not supplements, they're real food. I'm gonna start taking them and trying them, and I'm gonna report back to you how I do with these wonderful products. Um, and I am happy to say, and I will include a link in the description that if you want to give these a try, and you've probably seen them, I talked to someone, told them a little bit about our sponsor, and they said, oh, I know all about these guys. 15% off your first order, and another 10% off when you subscribe for recurring orders. I will put the link, you use the promo code RON to get that discount. Give real food a try, real organic food, and we'll see how it goes. I'm gonna be honest, Dr. Paul, I'm gonna try it and see what happens. Uh, and I'll report back to our, 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 our viewers because we owe it to them. My final thing, if we can go to that last clip, if you go to ronpaulinstitute.org, uh, my closing, if we can, 
There's some good food. No, no, not him. Yeah, there we go. I've had oh. enough of him. Oh, yeah. We know that guy, too. But I've just put up our RPI, Ron Paul Scholars Seminar, Description and Application. This is what ronpaulinstitute.org looks like if you haven't gone there. If you haven't, you should continue to go there. But while you are there, if you are an upper division undergrad or a grad student, or you know someone who is and is interested in the Ron Paul Scholars Seminar, click on that link, read a little bit about the program, and fill in the application. I just put this live over the weekend, Dr. Paul, and we've already got some really good applications. It's a small program. There aren't a lot of slots. Uh, so have a look at it. Sign up and come join us. September 2nd is a conference, and September 1st is a seminar in Washington, D.C. Very good. I'm going to close with uh, reviewing a little bit about uh, the psychology behind what is being done uh, in the political arena. And a term has popped up and they're using it, I think it's sort of accurate uh, description, that is a weaponization, you know, of the justice system. And that is that uh, they, they don't follow the law, they become the law, they're, they're crooked police. It's supposed to be one of the worst thing can happen to a society where you have the authorities become the criminals and then the people who want to live within the law and change things and work at it uh, have a big obstacle. Because if it starts with uh, maybe a local policeman and then goes to the FBI and the CIA and, and the worst, the, the worse it gets, then it creeps into who? The, the election system, the elector, uh, yeah, and, and that is the political system. And we see that now because mo most people now are, uh, you, you know, not overly confident or confident at all about, oh, the, the election will sort this out. But the elections won't, won't sort it out if people don't become alert. This is, uh, you know, the consequence of runaway democracy where 51% is all you need and you get them any way you want and you can change things and one of the reasons why the founders didn't even like democracy and they liked more concentration on a Republican form of government where individual liberty and limited government was the big issue that then would invite the libertarian position because the founders were essentially libertarian that you have a non-intervention and attitude about individual liberties and the way you live and talk and act with other people that uh, you're a non-intervention when it comes to economics all economic activities are voluntary and guess what we're supposed to apply that to our activities with other countries and we shouldn't be a bully and yet we're in 120 countries our cia's around the world we're usually involved in any coup that exists and goes on and yet uh, we blame the others for causing all the trouble so I think that uh, a little bit of understanding of that, so weaponization, even if it's a single policeman on a local uh, office, if it's allowed to uh, fester and grow, you end up with what we have here, and it's a mess. But I think the most important thing we do is discover and define what is wrong and then apply the rules that we should. And I find a lot of guidance in uh, you know, a higher law as well as our Constitution. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today to the Liberty Report. Please come back soon.